Hello, everybody. This is Mark. This is Britain. And we have here a very special guest, uh, my nephew Dominic. Say hi, Dominic. Good afternoon. All right, so um, let's get started. Uh, the movie today was called Black Rock, and I have... Uh, I have uh, There's I have, a lot to discuss. <laughs> um, I guess basically I'll start with the, the plot of the movie first, uh, which is three friends, well... Okay, I've already, I've already got that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a group uh, of friends who are... A, a group of three very unlikable people. Yeah, they uh, uh, <laughs> they get together for a nice little weekend, a camping weekend retreat at uh, an island they used to frequent as kids. Yeah. And two of the friends, they don't like each other. One slept with the other one's boyfriend, so, you know, that Spoilers. Happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that happens, and you know, sometimes, I guess. Um... And so they were not on, like, good terms with each other. And then uh, when they're in the middle of this camping trip, they meet three war criminals. Yeah. <laughs> and the war criminals try to murder them, and that's the that's the movie. Yeah, it's the overall yeah. overall plot. I, I remember one of the big one of the big plot points uh, was <clears throat> the yeah, I uh, the that too. <laughs> no, I, I have to get. I had to gear up. I had okay. to. <laughs> uh, like the uh, the there's the one friend, the blonde lady uh, from uh, Superman. Superman uh, like kind of bamboozles these two friends in order, you know, in order to get them to the uh, into this island, and both of them are about to leave uh, until she oh. says, "I got cancer," and they're like. Oh, and it was a big emotional ordeal until she's like, nah. Just kidding. Nah, I don't have it. This is two minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, all right. We, we already know the at least one of these people is unlikable. If she's willing to manipula manipulate her friends into doing what you know she wants uh, by pretending to have cancer, I'm like, all right, this lady's already unlikable. Like... I know, uh, I know I mentioned that they did this a few times in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. They did it as a joke with uh, Charlie and then his mom pretend they have cancer. Yeah. You know, to, for whatever reason. And the difference is, like, you're not really supposed to kind of like those guys. Like, yeah, they're awful people, the the characters in It's Always Sunny. That's the point. Yeah, they're, they're not people you're supposed to be empathizing yeah, with. Where, on the contrast, these are supposed to be the characters that you... Uh, somehow relate to if you are some kind of straw person, <laughs> like a scarecrow. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now there's one thing that I I really want to discuss that I've been holding it back for okay. so long. All I right. really want to talk about it. Okay. Which is a uh, basic plot for this movie. Yeah. Is one which I can only call uh, a moron plot, which is the events only can happen if the people involved are just morons. Like, that yeah. they just make yeah. bad decision after bad decision, and it's almost so outside the realm of reason that it's like, a normal person wouldn't do this, you know? Like, yeah. One, the, the one friend, um, the stuck-up one, I'm, I'm yeah, not making well, that up, that's what she calls herself. <laughs> um, really? Yeah, that's what she said uh, uh, when she had, like, her thing. She was like, I'm not the stuck-up friend, am I? So, yeah, she's a stuck-up uh. one. <laughs> um, she... Invites these war criminals out to their uh, camp retreat. Like they all have guns and stuff. Well, you know, we didn't know that they were war criminals, they, they, but it, it was just 
three men traipsing about the woods in the middle of the night with guns. Yeah, and she was like, hey, you wanna come- you wanna come have fun with us? Yeah, what were you about to say, Dominic? Oh no, I was just gonna mention that, like, they bought their own doom and everything like yeah. that. Yeah. The, the, everything that happens is kind of like, you know, and then they, um, they, they get in, you know, they get into a scuffle and the guys start chasing and trying to kill them. And then, yeah. when you think like, okay, they're, they're on their own, maybe they can, uh, you know, they know what the threat is. Well, actually, no, I can't even say it because after they hit the guy, after the first guy gets killed, um, they know that it's gonna be... A, a, it's a big situation because a guy is, you know, a straight up just bad guy. Yeah. And like, they already know that these guys are war criminals. Yeah, he is, you know, like I said before, he's every coked up 80s sidekick in, in, in a, uh, a post-apocalyptic return to New York, New York type. Uh, yeah. And so, like, they know how bad these guys are. And one of them, like... They're trying to bring they're trying to bring the friend back to life. They're like, oh come on, man, come on, man. After the one girl kills yeah. him because he's a, a terrible person, and they just stand there like, oh, we're so sorry. Oh, what is it? I'm like, run, yeah, run. They're already attacking you. Like the one girl knows how like how dangerous. Actually, they all know how dangerous they are. Yeah. Why are you standing there trying to reason with them? You know that they are. They're talking about like murdering entire towns and everything mm -hmm. in Iraq with guns in their hand as yeah. they say it. And yeah. I'm like, why aren't you heading in the other direction right now? And then when they're uh, when they're off in the woods and they're like, all right, well, now they can get their bearings. They can kind of you know come together and find a way to do it. They start like crawling like a worm towards <laughs> the water and they get shot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first off, uh, the. I, I, the the woman who brought them all there to begin with, uh, w you know, as they were crawling to the boat to try and escape, she starts shouting and making a big deal about uh, the boat's too far away. It drifted out, and you know, you know, started uh, making a big scene about it. And ends up getting shot and killed. Spoilers, yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, it kind of you know, rather than say you know, rather than just turn around and leave. Uh, you know, she kind of got her, you know, she got herself killed and nearly her friends as well. Yeah, like, mm. it, it's, again, like I said before, it only happens when everybody in the movie just doesn't know how to make decisions. And this yeah. goes doubly for uh, the bad guys, too. Oh, because yeah. Because oh, they, yeah. they make a lot of bad decisions, too. That only happens when you're a moron. I, I, I... I, I, it's it's surprising that they managed to you know not get killed well, you know, in Iraq. Yeah, I know. Like the one guy, I think it's hilarious that the one guy. Um, well, first the one guy gets killed, and yeah. then the second guy just falls. Yeah, he he, <laughs> he bumbles his way into an injury, and then he yeah, you know, that's it. He's laid out. <laughs> it, it, it's like if the wet bandits were war criminals. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see. That's a good Home Alone three. <laughs> they come back. They come back from Iraq, and they're just a little bit changed. Like, uh, you know, Marvel. It just has that thousand yard stare. <laughs> like he left for he left for Afghanistan, you know, for a tour. But you know, part of him never came back. And it's like when Kevin plays the when Kevin like launches the fireworks at the end, it just sends them too far <laughs> over the edge. And Kevin doesn't come home for Christmas that time. <laughs> We're the dry bandits. <laughs> we're the we're the sand bandits. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so basically everybody in this <clears throat> sorry, I have 
my voice squeaked. I just actually passed puberty. Um, everybody in this movie just made de bad decision after bad decision. And I gotta tell you that that makes the movie un unlikable and just not interesting yeah. to watch. Like it, it, you know, kind of one of the things you predicted is you know kind of came true at the end that uh, you know they went through this ordeal and kind of became feral mm -hmm. uh you know they did uh, you eventually hunt down uh the, the the what was it matthew lillard yeah the matthew Millard clone <laughs> and uh you know kind of take him over but I, w I was kind of hoping for a little bit more of a you know lady rambo type thing where you know they're digging pits and or, or yeah. something out of predator yeah like you know when uh when Arnold, you know, has that bestial cry at the, you know, towards yeah. the end, because he's he's become almost as as animal like as this, you know, monster, yeah, you know, like, you know that kind of thing. And, and I would have really liked that a lot better. Yeah, and you know, granted, these are you know probably just a, you know a couple girls from the suburbs, but you know you could have put any reason why they could have had some kind of uh, you know specialist knowledge. Maybe they were. Uh, you know, their dads were survivalists, or maybe they were in the military themselves. Yeah, there's there's ways you can do this. So I know we like to talk about how we would change movies yeah. and maybe fix them. So uh, I know uh, I know I'm going to put you on the spot here, Dominic. Go ahead. But um, like, what what would you have actually liked to see in this movie in order to kind of make it more watchable for you? Uh, better casting oh. and better character writing. Uh, well, okay. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess know. that's a well. Yeah. It's funny because this is something that I know Brian and Brian have talked about before. Oh, um, which is when you have a movie where you're supposed to kind of, I guess, like the main characters. Yeah, it really doesn't do you a sur any service to make them all as unlikable as possible right off the bat. Mm. Like instead of them bickering and being angry with each other, like from the get go, it's like I know the whole point yeah. is like, oh, towards the end they stop bickering and they uh, they come together as a team, and it's like. Well, what if they were just, you know, a real good, a good team from to begin yeah. with? What yeah. if they were good friends to begin with, and yeah. there was no problems, and they yeah. were having fun? Yeah, and you know, you don't need problems off the get-go. It's the poltergeist effect. Like yeah. I, I reference this movie all the time. Like uh, Craig T. Nelson was on top of the world in the beginning of Poltergeist, mm -hmm. but has his new house, beautiful family, everything was going perfect. He was getting high with his wife in yeah. his bedroom, and <laughs> like, uh, you know. It's not like they started off the movie with them, their marriage on the rocks and exactly. everything. It's like they started off happy. The whole family was a, a good, happy family. And, and part of the tragedy of what that movie was is that uh, these terrible events came you know, forward and uh, you know, pretty much tore the family asunder. It, it like they had to, they had to really show their strength in order to make it through. You know what happened, and that would have been a much more interesting movie. In this case, you know, if they, yeah. you know, if they were good friends, and then the unthinkable, you know, happens, and they have to like kind of put their heads together and like use their their teamwork that they've, you know, spent a whole life cultivating, or, and or maybe even discovering that, you know, maybe their friendship isn't as close as they uh, once thought. Maybe some of them are willing to sell them, uh, you know, sell them to the wolves in order to get the uh, safe passage passage ashore. Yeah. Like, it would have been much more interesting, I think, uh, than just, like, we don't like these characters right off the bat, yeah. and then bad things happen to them, so it's like, well, why are we, why should we care? Yeah, it wasn't and, good for them to begin with. Yeah, and I, I know the, you know, the whole concept of uh, a, a friend sleeping with the uh, partner of another, another friend is, is a very, 
uh, you know, I imagine a very traumatic scenario, but I, I think in film it is a bit overplayed, especially yeah. in uh, in film featuring women. I think, yeah, they really, uh, you don't really need, uh, you know, yeah, you don't need a, you don't need a man in the scenario in order to complicate relationships with women. Like they can, like again, they can just be. Uh they can just, A, either just be friendly to begin with, or if yeah. you do want to have that unnecessary drama, I don't know. There's lots of things that people can do to each other that is, you know, dickish or mean, yeah. or just, uh, just overall awful without it being like the, the stand, I guess what you're saying, like the standard, you know, typical plot of, oh, we cheated, uh, you cheated on my, uh, my boyfriend cheated on me with you. Yeah. Like, I think my, my, my take on it is that that's a bit of a juvenile thing. That's something you, you hear high school kids doing. Well, I wonder, were they supposed to be in high school? I, they weren't supposed to be in high yeah, school. They couldn't no, have been. No, uh, they, they were like older looking back on their lives, uh, like reflecting. Yeah. But, yeah, they were. I have no idea what they how old they were. Like, 70. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, 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 know, I don't know how old they were supposed to be, but I know how old... Uh, they looked. I I can tell you right now, and I know this is going to be esoteric to both of you. Uh -huh. uh, well, maybe not Dominic. I don't know. But um, I can tell you what would have made a much better story for me. Okay. The Golden Girls in this situation. Yes. Man, that would have been great. B. Arthur just, like, becoming feral. <laughs> like, like her doing the Arnold. Like, she has a deeper voice. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> than Arnold. <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> Dorothy, I don't know why you're out there doing what you're doing. That's the that's a, that's Estelle Getty. That's my Estelle Getty impersonation, <laughs> the little old lady. Dorothy, I have no idea what you're doing out there, but just tell me if you want to put one between his eyes for me, that would be great. Ma, I'm not gonna go out there and kill him. Oh come on, you know you can kill him. That's that's Blanche. <laughs> it's a one man show. I don't know I, any of these characters. I know. <laughs> oh, I don't know if we have to kill them. That's my Betty White. That's a that was a damn good Betty White. Oh, it's, you, you don't know. You know what Betty White sounds like. <laughs> What's sounds a Betty like, White? It <laughs> sounds like this. I don't know if we have. Right, maybe it's not that good of a Betty White. <laughs> I don't know if we have to kill them. Oh man! The more I do it, it was stop. Like, it. Play, ba play back <laughs> the tape. Play back the tape. No, we're recording the tape. <laughs> I want to hear it. I want to hear the good Betty White, so I can I can match it. <laughs> no, I've lost it. <laughs> but it I, sounds like Mickey Mouse. I think we've talked about the Golden Girls before, but I. I think I, I I will once again profess my love for the Golden Girls because I just I really I really like that show and that was a show I, that my dad loved. I I I don't know much about it, but I hear I always hear rave reviews about it. Like I didn't think it was going to be again. I think we've talked about this many times before, but I didn't think it was going to be as good as as it was because I remember um, when I first got cable in my dorm. Yeah. I was you know flipping through and I saw the Golden Girls. I was like. Why would I like a show about like four little old ladies, you know, yeah. just doing little old lazy things? Like, first of all, I'm not a little old la little old lady, and secondly, it's like a sitcom from like the '80s. Like, I guess those are usually good, but when I think yeah. of sitcoms from '80s, I think like Family Ties, you know. And uh, is that the only sitcom from the '80s I think of? Uh, well, we uh, let's see, Man. Small Wonder. <laughs> well, we're not doing Small Wonder again. We already did Small Wonder. But yeah, I guess that was a sitcom from the 80s. Yeah. Uh, man, is that... There's only two sitcoms uh, in the 80s. What about, uh... What was it? Different Strokes? Different Strokes, was that 80s? Uh, I want to say it was. And, uh... Man. Uh, 
What was the Gary Coleman one? I thought that was different strokes. Oh, maybe it was. Actually, I don't... I, Man, my knowledge for 80s sitcoms is really weird for somebody who really likes the 80s. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess we could say the... Uh, you know, first few seasons of uh, Perfect Strangers. Yeah, yeah, I can get behind that. The first season of uh, Full House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe Family Matters. I don't know about Family Actually, yeah. Matters. When, like, when... <laughs> Urkel doesn't seem like somebody who have come out of the 80s. Uh, well, Urkel... What, uh, I don't know. Like, Urkel seems like a byproduct. Well, I don't know. I... Like... I, like, the... The... Persona of Urkel is... Is distillate from the 80s. <laughs> like, he, uh... Well, they had, um... Carl Winslow. He was in Die Hard. That was yeah. in the 80s. That was close enough. He was in... He was in Die Hard, and he was in Ghostbusters. Yeah, I would like to think... The uh, the story arc of Carl Winslow is that he was a uh, he was a CEO in the jail, mm-hmm. uh, you know, back in '84, and then all this ghost shit happens, and he's like, "Nope, I'm out of here." He's well, he <laughs> shot a kid out there. <laughs> hey, oh, okay, maybe that was a reason. He shot a oh, kid. No, no. Well, I I think he saw the ghosts. Went you know said, "Nope, <laughs> nope, I'm I'm done with this." He, he s- goes to uh, goes to L.A. He goes to the other side of the country. Shoots a kid, gets bummed out. You see, you see I think is yeah. I think he sees a ghost. And he's like, nope, and he walks down. And he just shoots the first kid he sees. <laughs> he's like, that's it. I'm done. Or, or maybe like he sees a ghost and it terrifies him so much that the first kid he sees, like it just spooks him and he, and he uh, just you know, busts a cap in him. <laughs> I like. See, I I I want to say that the kid was Urkel, but I know that was later. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was uh, Urkel's father. That's why he didn't have any parents. <laughs> oh, that was a tragic tale. Like, do you think Urkel knew? Uh, no. Uh, but that's why Carl Winslow kind of just put up with him. He he had a dis- dislike for the kid, but he, in good conscience, couldn't. Uh, he couldn't like send the kid out to the wolves. Yeah, like he. Ooh, sorry, that was me. Whoops, that was me again. Stop it. <laughs> like Play he- back the tape. <laughs> Like uh, yeah, he want like he wanted to get rid of this kid, but you know deep down he knew like oh, I did this. This is my fault, <laughs> and so he can't really send him away. Espe- you know, as he wants to, especially since he's getting you know making uh, Google eyes as daughter. He's like he's trying to be a father figure to Urkel because he murdered his father, yeah. <laughs> and he's like you know what I, I think that I think that uh, I can teach him to be a better person, and then you know it's like well Laura would you. <laughs> That's kind of Urkel. It, it was Urkel enough. Now, I just have a question. Do you know who the hell we're talking about with Urkel, Dominic? No, I have no idea. You have no idea I who Urkel so is? I am so in the dark right yeah. now. That's insane. Oh my gosh. So, who is Urkel? Yeah. Uh, uh, so, well, first off, let me put this in perspective as to <laughs> how huge this character... This, uh, Steve Urkel, back in the early 90s, was such a monumental character that... Anyone who was anyone, like, I'm sure you could find any dumb millennial out there and ask him who Steve Urkel was, and... Yeah, everyone our uh, age yeah. knows the name Urkel. They don't yes. even need to say Steve. Just say Urkel. I, I would say uh, the size of Steve Urkel to the millennial generation is uh, proportional in, in popularity to that of SpongeBob. Yeah. Oh, really? I can, yeah, yeah. I can get behind that. SpongeBob uh, to to your generation uh, is the equivalent to Urkel for us. Uh-huh. That's Ur- how, and just the, the the concept that 
Yeah, with how big this guy was, that you, you know, that someone doesn't know who Steve Urkel is is crazy. Like, yeah, that'd be like in like ten years, um, if you're talking to uh, talking to a kid who's maybe only you know a few years younger than you, maybe fifteen years younger than you, mm-hmm. and he's like, you tell him, oh yeah, it was SpongeBob did this, and he's like, oh Patrick, you know, and he he kept on saying his thing, and the kid's like, I have no idea who the hell SpongeBob <laughs> is. What Bob? Yeah, Sponge what? <laughs> what what? <laughs> So, Steve Urkel was a... He was just a nerd. He was on this show called Family Matters, and it wasn't originally about him, but because he was so popular, he really became the focus of the the show. Um, And he was, like, their nerdy next-door neighbor, and he had high pants that always... (laughs) Oh, I'm familiar with this character. You you know him? Yeah, I've seen... I know I've seen, like, bits and pieces where he's there. Okay. Okay, and he would always have... He had a few catchphrases, like, Did I do that? And he had a laugh. (laughs) And uh, it's just making me angry. I, I liked Urkel too, but um, he was so damn popular. He, I ate cereal with Urkel on the box. They were called Urkelos, and it was. I begged my mom to buy him at this grocery store. I was like, "Please, it's Steve Urkel." She's like, "I don't want to buy him. They're gonna be. It's gonna be shit." Because she knew better. Uh, she was wise. She'd been through fads. And I took him home and I ate him, and they were strawberry and banana flavored cereal, and it was the worst cereal oh. I ever had in my life. And it just Urkelos just stood on top of the fridge for like three months before she threw it. It was a big box too. Oh. And you know how much that box would be worth today? I know. Oh my uh, gosh. Like, that, that, like people collect that shit. Now. I know. And I guess that's a good collector's thing because you never have to open it and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all you do is just have it and I guess that's a... Like, so Steve Urkel, I just also want to point out, Steve Urkel started out just being a nerdy kid and then became a complete genius throughout yeah. the series. Yeah. Like, like um, he invented a machine that could not only, like, remove the, the the nerdiness from him and turn him into a suave, cool guy named mm-hmm. Stefan Urkel. Oh. <laughs> and, oh, but he was, he was, it was like the nutty professor because he was, you know, he was suave and cool and charming and Laura liked him, but he was, yeah. in, Urkel was in love with Laura. Stop but, hitting your microphone. I'm not hitting it. Oh, is it? What's that thump then? I think it was upstairs. Those sons of bitches. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah. Like she didn't like him because it was a nutty professor thing. Because uh, when he was a suave, cool guy, he was you know a jerk. Mm. So she always wanted Steve back, and then it also turned them sometimes into Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> and it just kept on going from there. I think the last season had Urkel go into space. Now I remember one episode where they all went to. Uh, where they all went to Europe. They yeah. all went to Paris. And, um... T- terrorists or something wanted to kill Urkel. Because <laughs> that's how... I guess, in, even in their universe, that's how popular he was. Right. And, <laughs> and he had a teleporter machine. And they, uh... Like, they, the guys pushed Urkel off... The bad guys pushed him off the, the Eiffel Tower. They dropped him off the Eiffel Tower. And to save him, like... They had one end of the. They pushed one end of the teleporter <laughs> underneath him, and the other end of the teleporter was in the living room in the house in like Los Angeles where they lived. And they switched it on, and he appeared like, zoop, and he's like, "Ah, oh, you saved me." But me and Britain <laughs> always talk about like uh, the conservation of momentum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my first thought. He's just gonna thump right through the top of yeah. the roof. Like no, no. <laughs> we just imagine that like he zoom and like he phases into the floor or he phases into the like living room on top of the pad, but he just instantly just 
Because, <laughs> yeah, that inertia is not going away. Yeah, you might teleport him there, but that energy has to go somewhere. And it's just... And just, it's going to go into that living room floor. And they're all happy, like, Steve! <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> it's just juice everywhere. <laughs> like that poor old grandma's mopping the floor for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and that Steve Urkel's always coming in here making a mess. <laughs> Grandma, you got Steve Urkel in your hair. Oh, oh. they ring it out. Oh. Her wig <laughs> just takes it off and just rings it out. <laughs> Puts it back on, but it's like lopsided because she don't uh, know any better. Also, I like oh. to think that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ed. Uh, I, I like to think the uh, the people who are trying to kill him, it was like an industrial espionage thing. <laughs> like a big oil caught wind of this teleportation machine, and it would instantly make cars obsolete. They were Americans. Yeah. <laughs> so they were like, we need, this, we need this Urkel guy dead. We want him dead. Get him out of here now. <laughs> Push him off the Eiffel Tower. I don't know how you get him there. Just throw him off there. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah. And they, they didn't think about the t you know him having it on his belt, <laughs> but you know it didn't matter anyway because he's in the carpet now. <laughs> it's like the Philadelphia experiment where he phases half in and out. <laughs> or, or, oh, Urkel! Or he didn't take a he didn't take Earth's orbit into account, <laughs> and he's just somewhere out in the middle of the solar system. See, I imagine uh, it's not his physical body, it's like his deconstructed beam of that they send through the teleportation machine. Like, uh, that beam of his particles is just floating out throughout the solar system. <laughs> he's like that, uh, you know, that, that kid in the Wonka vision. <laughs> but except, you know, in extreme pain, I would imagine. I imagine it's like the spaghettification that comes with going through a black hole. See, I I have a very strange reference for this. Um, okay. You ever seen The Fly? The original movie, The Fly? I have, yeah. I have not. Okay, so it's basically the same thing. The guy creates a teleportation machine. In the original, he sends his cat through as an experiment, but the cat never rematerializes on the other side. Oh, yeah, um, I remember that. And then you just hear the cat just like... Floating as it's like de like like decombobulating, I guess, and just spreading out, just. <laughs> oh yeah, like wouldn't you just every once in a while just hear a cat meow, or is it just, just it, it meowed once and then it was gone? That was it. That was his last breath. <laughs> um, wonder what Schrodinger would make of that. I think he would. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the funny thing is in the book. Because um, it was based I didn't off. Know it was a book. Yeah, it was based off of a book. Because all the movies were back then. Um, when he goes through at the end, uh, the wife, you know, wants to send him through again. Because what happens, Dominic, is uh, he goes through his teleportation machine, but a fly gets in and he doesn't realize it. Mm. And so in the old movie, he's uh, his head and his hand are fly head and hand. Okay. And the fly comes out with a human head and hand. Oh, that's disgusting. And it gets caught in a spider's web. And before a spider can eat it, they crush it with a rock. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, for a movie that's like 70 years old. Yeah. But in the book, uh, when he comes through the other side, she's like, Oh, go ahead, go through again, it'll fix you. When he goes through the other side, in the book he has both the fly head and also cat features, because the cat starts oh, comes through man. too. Ooh. And so he has like... Uh, Three things wrong with him, I guess. You know, he's a cat, he's a fly, and he's also a human. Oh man! And um, I think they, I think they kill him the same way. Uh, Wait, in the press? 
Yeah, that's what happens. They they kill him in the movie with a hydraulic press. Why? Why so extreme? Uh, because they wanted to get rid of all evidence that he was ever half man, half fly. Yeah, they wanted him unrecognizable. And uh, it really is for an old sci-fi, I can say, B-movie, because that's probably what it was aiming for. Yeah, it was a B-movie. 100%. Yeah. Uh, it was a damn good B-movie. Yeah, it still holds up to this day. Was and, that with Vincent yep, Price? Vincent Price was in it, and he was damn not the it. fly. Damn it, he, he is good in everything. He the man has the magic touch. That was the, that was actually the first Vincent Price movie I ever saw. And I think um, mine was Edward Scissorhands. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's what, okay. I I I take it back. And then uh, Thriller probably came first, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, excuse me, but um, that was the first. That was like I guess the first one I could really appreciate or that I had on tape because I never had Edward Scissorhands on tape. I just I, saw I think it. I rented it. Yeah, we only rented it, so I only saw it once or twice, or when it came on, like, USA or something like that. Actually, I didn't have cable, so when it came on, like, Fox 29 Night at the Movies, yeah. <laughs> you know, then I could watch it. But, um... But, yeah, so, uh, I always just assumed before I saw the fly that Vincent Price was the one that turned into a fly. But you don't have a silky voice, smooth man yeah. like that have his head caught in a fly suit the rest of the, <laughs> half the movie. You want me to make, you want to make me into a fly in this film? I don't think so. What do you make a new character for me. Uh, okay, I guess you can be this guy. Yes, hey. yes, I'll play that character. That is sufficient. That would be good. Yeah. Him with the fly suit, buzz, buzz. <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine like he, they have him as you know, they cast him for the set of the fly, and he just arrives in a, you know in a cape and with like <laughs> with like a few extra arms taped to it. Like here I am, I'm the fly. I'll be the villain of this film. That that's not what kind of movie this is, Mister. It is now, or you'll make someone new for me. I can't hear you when you're talking. Can we do it like this? Maybe I'm getting tired. All right, we'll just make a new character for you. <laughs> now, I just have a question now for you, Dominic, because apparently the whole uh, theme of this podcast is: Do you know who this is? <laughs> do you know who Vincent Price is? Um, I know he's from Thriller. Okay. Because yeah. I just said that. Well, no, I've seen you that before. Okay. Okay. Um, that's all I know, though. Okay. I know he's a big uh, horror movie icon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, from like the 60s and 50s. Um, I'm trying to think of a movie that you might have seen that uh, that he was in because, you know, he, he died like a decade and a half 90s. before you were born. Er, early 90s, yeah. Wasn't eh, no, maybe not a decade and a half, maybe eight years before you were born. Because you were born 2001, right? Yes. Oh, and he died. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and he died in like 93. He wouldn't have been in Fright Night then, would he? Uh, he, uh, he he could have been Fright Night, but he wasn't. Uh, but the name Peter Vincent, actually, uh, half of the name Peter Vincent comes from his name. Oh, and the other half came from Peter Cushing. So that's why they named the character uh, Peter Vincent. Huh. What's Peter Cushing? Peter Cushing was also a... Uh, was also a horror icon. Yeah, he was uh, Van Helsing in a lot of the uh, the Hammer Dracula films. Uh, you'll know him as Governor Tarkin. Yeah, from the first Star Wars movie. If you've ever seen the first Star Wars movie. Nope. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I've wow. never... You tried showing me him once, yeah, I remember, actually. Yeah, well, you were young, so you probably yeah. will... If you watch them now, I think you probably appreciate them a lot more than you did back then. Because yeah. they're rip-roaring space adventures. <laughs> yeah, but back then, it was just so long. I think I was I know. just too bored. You were, you were, uh, you were, I think, like six or seven. You are just like, really? ah, I want to see sword fights. Really? That, that's usually the age where... where I guess it, it'll either grip them at that age or it won't. You see, I remember the first, uh, the first memory I have of Star Wars... 
was um, Empire Strikes Back. I was in the second grade, yeah. so I was like seven or eight years old, and it was the end. It was when Luke was fighting Darth Vader on Cloud City, and so I was like, yeah, this is a, this is of course the thing, yeah. you know, that to drag you in. I remember the, um, the line, uh, uh, open the door, you stupid lump. <laughs> like, and I laughed so hard that because C-3PO back then was my favorite character. Yeah. What? Because he was funny. Uh, he was funny. Um, and I remember going trying to explain it to kids at school, and I didn't. I didn't know he said "stupid lump," so I thought he called him. I thought he said, "Open the door, you stupid lunch." <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like trying to explain it to the kids, like, okay. And I'm like, it was just cool. So I went back and I tried to watch it, like right after that. And I, I couldn't get into it <laughs> because, you know, again, those movies were just different. They, they you know, they start off slow and you have to get yeah. to that point. I, I remember my first, uh, uh, my first memory of Star Wars. It was, uh, it was just running on Fox uh, mm -hmm. one day. And the, the point I came, I came in towards the end right before Luke's about to fly off into the, uh, you know, to, to the Death Star. Okay. And it was the scene with him and Han Solo. He's like, now... Go, you know, go take care of yourself, Han. Like, because uh, I guess that's what you're best at. And uh, I remember thinking, oh, I guess these guys don't like each other. I guess they're not friends. Well, they weren't at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like, that, you know, at the moment's all I had. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, so from then on, like, why is Han Solo helping him? They don't like each other. Uh, that, like, it went to commercial. And I changed the channel, so that was my entire <laughs> Star Wars experience. Like, oh, these guys are so angry. I don't know. Like, what? They seem like cool guys. They have spaceships, but uh, you know, they're just keep fighting all the time. Now, would you consider Han Solo a space pirate? Uh, I guess by definition, yeah. Well, actually, hmm. He doesn't really he board doesn't, other ships. Yeah, he's more of a you know space smuggler, so. Uh, he's just uh, a he's a space rogue, a space rogue drug three. dealer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey kids, you want some dope? Would you like some space crack? Yeah, first one's free. <laughs> yeah, now Mr. Chewy here, he says you owe him sixty large. And <laughs> uh, Mr. Baca here <laughs> says one of you's got a wire. <laughs> Which one of you's got a wire? Because you don't want this guy to get mad at you. It's Greedo! Because hey. Greedo shot first in this one. <laughs> Can't make him out to be a bad guy when he's a drug dealer. Which one, Greedo? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, they're both bad. Like, I guess... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Han's much worse in our rendition. Yeah, yeah, he's a drug dealer who's shooting. Like... So, all someone did was point at Greedo and say Greedo, and he shot him. <laughs> Greedo! <laughs> like, he had his eyes on that guy from the get-go. I don't like this fucking Greedo kid. Now, here's a good question. I, w I also want you to answer this, Dominic. Of course. Um, describe what these other kids look like. The ones I who are being sold the... Yeah, the, the space crack. crack. I, I, ha I have one. I just imagine just like really like bummed down kids just like in like the worst of clothing just ragged so rags for clothes. So just actual humans. <laughs> yes, actual okay. humans that are just in the worst state of their lives. Okay, okay. So, what do you got, Britain? So mine was a couple of kids on their bikes. <laughs> uh, well, one leg off, one leg off, right? Like, oh, yeah, one leg off even though they're floating in space. <laughs> and, you know, it's a kid Greedo and the other one's like 
Eo kind of looks like Dennis the Menace with a with propeller beanie. I, I kind of imagine one kid had like six arms, like the space <laughs> superfly, like uh, like ooh, it's me, the fly. <laughs> and the other kid was uh, was the the older brother from ET. <laughs> uh, penis breath. Yeah, penis breath with his uh. <laughs> With this track, where there's a yeah. sweatpants and everything like that. <laughs> I, I wonder if that was something he had to deal with. Penis, yeah, like, <laughs> like, like how uh, you know Walter Peck was always you know called Dickless, and uh, yeah. you know after that, or I Mr. wonder. Pecker. Yeah, like I wonder if uh, you know after ET, that poor guy was called Penis Breath for the rest of his uh, acting career. You know, I'm gonna have to say yeah because I have no idea what the character's name <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, neither do I, but I know who he is. Hey, you know, Penis. You said <laughs> if you were to tell me. Well, that movie stars uh, Penis Breath from E.T. I would know exactly <laughs> what you mean. Like, oh, oh, oh Penis yeah. Breath. Oh, I was wondering what he was doing yeah, other was... than, you know, apparently sucking dick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's, That's why that Penis Breath. I just thought his breath formed in the shape of a penis. <laughs> like when it condensates. <laughs> That's a... <laughs> It's a skill. <laughs> it's like blowing smoke rings, only it's cock rings. Because <laughs> it's, it's condensation, so it's it, now it's just it, it's cold cocked. Oh, I got them all today. Stop it! Stop it! You're killing us. Thank you. I'm knocking you dead. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, how do you come back from cold cocked and penis breath? <laughs> Penis, penis breath. <laughs> I, I think I told you. All right. Actually, this is a good question. Yeah. Again, this is this is the theme of the episode. Okay. <laughs> all right. Who do I need to know now? Have you ever seen ET, Dominic? Yeah, you showed me. Yeah. That. Oh, I did. Well, I actually saw it in theaters one. Like they did. Like they all... not in theaters when it first aired. Oh, okay. But like it just it was like an old movie <laughs> night. <laughs> I looked at, looked at print and I was like, oh no. <laughs> it, it, the look you gave me. <laughs> Right here, right here was like, he's telling me a little fib. <laughs> the guy's telling me a fib. He just fucking asshole. He wasn't alive in he's 1982. A, he's a little fibber. He can't be as old as his mom. <laughs> right, I'm sorry. You saw it in theaters. I guess they're having a re-release yeah, or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, they were just like playing as like an old movie night. Okay. Yeah, it was like really early. But it was a really good movie. I though. love E.T. Um, now... My f the only thing I really remembered about E.T. as a kid, because I didn't like the movie as a kid, <laughs> oh. because there was like three things that scared me, because that's the, the story of my life, where things just scare me. Yeah. Um, there was, uh, the first time he sees E.T. when he uh, shines a flashlight in E.T. Yeah, that, that is a scary scene. Yeah. Okay, that is terrifying, that right? Makes sense. Okay, so I'm not alone there. Um, I remember when... Uh, E.T. was chewing on his car, <laughs> or something that <laughs> happened, right? And he yelled at him. <laughs> Why did that scare me? That didn't scare me, I just remembered that. I was like, oh, well, I don't get what's going on, he's yelling at him. <laughs> yeah, that's what my dad would do to me if I chewed my car. You know, to be fair, my dad had every right to yell at me if I chewed on my <laughs> toy cars. <laughs> And the other scene, I sheen, the other scene I remembered was um, <laughs> E.T. laying like dead in the creek, <laughs> like he's all pale and everything. They see him like in, like in the creek, like half dead. Like those are the only three things I remember. So I didn't like that movie. <laughs> it's funny. It just takes a takes a left turn at the end. Oh, when he spooks him in the shed. Oh, and when he's chewing on cars. And oh, when he's a corpse <laughs> in the river. When he's, when he's lying dead in the water. <laughs> Or his belly up. 
where he's bloated like a corpse. <laughs> he's, he's floating down the river. <laughs> it's like, man, I, I don't think it's as whimsical as it used to be. <laughs> I, I thought this was a coming-of-age movie. Uh, actually, I lied. There was one yeah. other scene I remember is at the very end when he, uh, spoiler alert, when he goes home and they close the, they close the fucking gate on him, yeah. and they flies off, and, because I remember we, I, I <laughs> I used to take the fly swatter I had and like slowly raise it in front of my face because I had the same kind of pattern almost as uh -huh. the gate. No, that's it. That's the end of my story. So you, you pretended like you were the ET. Yeah, I pretended I was ET. Like <laughs> ba 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 ba. I don't know how the song goes. That's it, right? Ba uh, ba 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 ba. It looks like you're doing an English salute. Ba <laughs> ba ba. A visual joke on ba, the podcast. Ba 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 ba. <laughs> ba, ba, ba. Ba, 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 ba. I, I will contend, like, I know John Williams has done a lot of phenomenal soundtracks. Yes. Uh, E.T. being one of them, uh, you know, Star Wars being another, like, a lot of the films we've talked about so far in this, uh, this episode, you know, have soundtracks by John Williams, except for, uh, the titular episode, you know, the, the movie from this episode. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, but... I go ahead. I, I my I contend that, you know in my personal opinion that I think I still think the Jurassic Park uh, soundtrack is, is the best one. Well, I I'm gonna have to stand here and say that I was wrong many many years ago because I remember uh, back in like 2008 I didn't think that the Jurassic Park soundtrack was good or memorable. Really? And, yeah, and I was like I remember arguing with this like if you tell ask people to sing the Jurassic Park theme, they're not gonna know what that is. And I was 100% wrong. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say like it right here, most... because not only, not only does it have a you know a great memorable theme, you know the ba 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 ba. Wait, that's not. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, not only do they have the ba 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 da 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 da, yeah. but they also have the other one. Ba da da da. And I was one like not only do they have one good theme, they had two good themes. Yeah. And yeah, I, I stand corrected. I was. 100% in the wrong on that. Uh, though, uh, to me, my I think the closest contender uh, for best theme would be uh, Indiana Jones. Like, that, mm. that is a good one. I, um, I remember making a list of some of my favorite uh, themes. And this is, again, a long time ago. This was actually brought it up the first time. Yeah. Um... But yeah, um, I, Indiana Jones was up there. That's a, that's a, that's probably like a top two or three. Also, yeah. like, um, uh, Back to the Future, you know the dun 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 <laughs> dun, 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 dun dun Yeah, I like that one too. Yeah, that's uh, memorable. And um, actually, what about you, Dominic? I, I, I'm always you know talking. Do you, can can you think of some memorable themes that you actually like like a lot from from movies? I don't really pay attention to the themes much, unfortunately. Uh, the thing is, is like uh, movies these days don't really. Avengers uh, has a good theme. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I was thinking. Of. I, was thinking I like, couldn't tell you what, how that goes. Uh, let's see. It's when the because uh, I, I always oh, go ahead, Dominic. You got it. No, I don't. <laughs> um, it's uh, uh, I want to say it's coming to me. <laughs> ba 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 <laughs> ba da 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 da. I to me the uh, the last movie that had a very memorable soundtrack uh, was Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh Ooh, yeah. yeah. I was gonna do the same thing again because I can't think of any theme <laughs> except for the fucking Jurassic Park thing. <laughs> uh, I was like, I, 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 
Sing the sing the pirates theme. Okay. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, you chase it away. Did I just break a spell? Or oh something? my gosh, it hurt because I couldn't even remember. Like I may have been a little bit joking when I did the Back to the Future theme as that, but I couldn't tell you what the Back to the Future theme is. I, in <laughs> fact, I thought that was Happy Birthday as well. Ba da da ba ba ba. How's it going? Ba da da. Wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. We don't, we don't want content claim. I don't. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, well, we did enough. We did enough that we can do. It's enough. It's like John Williams won't come down here as hard as a guy who owns Happy Birthday. <laughs> like he'll send his jack booted thugs to you know break your shins, and they all wear ba- the birthday hats. And hey, look, we got here, the uh, Dookie. <laughs> Those are the, uh, yeah, the party favors. <laughs> I'm glad you did, because if you didn't, I was going to do it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, But, you know, like I said, other than than pirates, I can't really, uh, you know, put my finger on any real good theme. Something like that uh, with the Avengers. Like the yeah, Avengers has a good soundtrack, but it's not a. It's not as I can't. I can honestly say it is not as memorable as some of those other ones. Like it's fitting for the scene, but it's not outspoken. But um, I do. I will say that in modern history, it probably is the best theme that we have in the last. I'm going to say ten years. Ten years. So it's the only movie that has a good theme. Like gone are the days of things like Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. Though. Uh, you know, maybe uh, I, I know it, it, it's technically cheating, uh, but for the soundtracks for uh, the Guardians movies. Oh yeah, of course. Or, where they where it was just a series of phenomenal uh, songs from you know the Motown eras like and Mr. all that. Blue Sky, you know, and uh, you know just how well they were able to pair the songs. Uh, to the scenes that they were uh, they were going with, like they did they did the same thing in uh, <laughs> in Suicide Squad. Oh, did they really no, try that? They tried it. Yeah, they tried it, and it uh, didn't work out well. Because you know, you know how in Guardians it all you know fit well with yeah. the, what they were doing. Well, in Suicide Squad it didn't. <laughs> it was like, the opposite. What was the? Uh, it was like let's meet the uh, let's meet the crew here and. Uh, and then they have Bohemian Rhapsody playing. Oh, that is the last. Why Bohemian Rhapsody? That is not it's popular. I know it's. I I know it's a popular song, but it just. It, it's not. It's first first off, that song is like three songs. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's three different tempos, three different you know types of uh, expression. It just it doesn't fit for any type of uh it'd be funny they truncated it to like you know fit the thing like it started off with the uh is this the real life (laughs) (laughs) like guys come on what are you doing like they might as well you've used tiptoe through the tulips i i can't say i can't lie and say that that song's not in there because i don't know (laughs) now here's a good question yeah let's change conversations um it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, go on. What's your favorite song, Dominic? Like, think of what, like, maybe a top five favorite song for you. Just top of your head. And I'm asking right. you the same question, Brittany. Yeah, um, that's going to be tough. Well, so, well, a lot of my music is modern because there's a lot of a- right. age gap here. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to know what it is, so go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, just a simple, like, song by Three Days Grace. Uh, I, I know of them. I've heard of the name. Is that what the song's called? A simple song? Uh, no, it's not. It's, uh, 
Let It Die by Three Days Grace. When okay. the sun comes up tomorrow, let it die. I know that song. <laughs> yeah, good, good attempt. No. <laughs> Uh, let me see my favorite song. Uh, that's you're you're gonna have to give me a moment. It's okay, bro- I can, yeah, go on. I can I can tell you actually my top three favorite because I'm I'm just I'm I'm just a little extra like that. <laughs> um, my number one is Cupid by Sam Cooke. Um, my number two is Airplanes by Bob featuring Haley Williams. That is a great song. I love that song. Uh, obviously, it's number two. <laughs> and number three is uh, Centuria by Sublime. Really? I love that song. I don't uh, know why. It just really gets me in the, in the... And it's such an angry, like, violent song, but it's so mellow. You said Santeria? Yeah. Oh, really? I that, that's practice like practice a- Santeria. I can't sing anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love that song. But it's like, it's, it's really fucking dark and awful if you listen if you read the lyrics oh yeah but like the vibe to it's just very chill it's very chill and relaxing yeah yeah Yeah, man I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot uh, some 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 people too wait no I'm not (laughs) (laughs) what Uh, the fuck go ahead I I forget the name of the song and it's gonna I know the name I'm gonna remember it later on but it's that uh that that famous like uh it's the only song that was famous for using the flugelhorn. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll sit, I'll, I'll do the song, but it's please. This is a mystery now. I, I will p- play I, the song after the podcast. I think I think we need to figure this out. If you out. just Google flugelhorn, yeah, that's the only song <laughs> that was ever played on the flugelhorn. Like, I guess you don't know who sang uh, it? Uh, it was a Chuck uh, Maggioni. Chuck... <laughs> this, is, this is such a... Like, this is like an onion. I'm peeling off layers of this, and I... <laughs> I'm more amazed by the by the next layer. And uh, actually, I don't even know what a flugelhorn is. That's something from like Doctor Seuss. It, 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 it sounds like it. it's just a fancy German trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. No, don't don't get the don't get the name. You know the naming conventions all. all you know don't get, don't get bunched up on the name. It's just a trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's called a flugelhorn. Let's see. Feel so good. That's the one. Feel uh, so good by uh, Ch- who was it? Uh, it just says vocals on there. So. <laughs> There's no vocals. Uh, it's listen, instrumental. Listen, I'm just telling you what it says. On <laughs> feel so good. I feel so good. I'm feeling good. Good. I'm feeling good. Got flugelhorn. I feel so good. See, in my head. The flugelhorn is something that the Who's played to bother the Grinch. <laughs> it's got, it's, it's got like, it's got like three loops in it. It's got a fucking drum on it. They play with their horns. Their fl- they play with their corns. They play with their porns and their roars and their sorns. And then they played the flugelhorn. The flugelhorn's the horn I can't storm in the board. <laughs> what is that sound? I feel good. I am oh, so that good. Noise, noise, noise. 
<laughs> oh, the uh, poor, poor cringe. You know, now we can. It would be so easy to just edit any song over that moment where he's just being annoyed by the noise. Like you can put anything yeah. there. You could put, I don't know, Cardi B. Uh, I would say that. What was it? <laughs> that idea. dumb Nickelback photograph song. Oh god. <laughs> That's too easy. I know it's too easy, but, but that's yeah, still a shitty song. Yeah, you know, people people like the easy joke. Ooh, yeah. ooh I don't know what's wrong with me. Ooh, it was that pizza, I think. It's that flugelhorn. It's that flugelhorn. <laughs> I get so it worked up. It's that brown note. <laughs> I get so worked up talking about the flugelhorn. Oh, I don't know why I sounded like that. <laughs> I don't know why I sounded like, uh, like, it gotta be a bullfighter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dominic. That's, a, that's something you have no idea what no. you're talking about. So, Dominic, what do you think of the flugelhorn? <laughs> I, I was on the same boat with Uncle Mike, but thinking yeah. it was something from the Who's. Like that was actually what I first thought in my head because I have like this, like a like a ten bicycle thing that also plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> like uh, I, <laughs> oh, I had something funny for this about the uh, what, what is your favorite instrument? <laughs> Are you actually asking? Yeah, I'm asking or? what's your favorite instrument, because apparently Britain's a flugelhorn. <laughs> Just a, a simple uh, cello, because it's yeah. not a bass, it's not a violin, but it's a cello. Oh, okay. You actually um, came with knowledge on that one. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I have a favorite instrument. I can tell you that it's not a clarinet by <laughs> any means. Skin flute. That, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, my favorite instrument is is probably an electric guitar because I'm so awesome like that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I call it the axe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe a harp. That's a big instrument. Uh, okay, maybe not. Because there are I've you never can like big instruments. I never <laughs> see. <laughs> Reminds me of my dumb nose. <laughs> You're really coming at me today. <laughs> really, really. Really uh, taking the gloves off, I see. I'm sorry, you made fun of the flugelhorn, and that's a sore spot for me. <laughs> I don't think I have a favorite instrument. I don't know, the uh, flugelhorn. <laughs> the, the maracas. The triangle. Uh, the cowbell. Yeah. Oh, man. I always wanted to play a guitar, but... I also knew I was just not coordinated enough for that. Um, I did pretty well in Guitar Hero, <laughs> but I don't consider that exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember there used to be a uh, game that you can hook up to the computer that was very similar to uh, oh, I know Guitar you... Hero, but actually you would hook up your guitar. Oh, okay. That, that's probably a much better <clears throat> like investment. Yeah. Um, but you, you need a guitar. Yeah, I guess. That's a high <laughs> Like, uh, didn't, don't you have a guitar, Dominic? I do, I have two, actually. An oh, acoustic really? oh, yeah. and an electric. Do you, do you know how to play? Uh, not really. <laughs> I kind of, like, I know basic stuff, but... Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've been practicing in a while. Yeah, well, you, you know how to play the guitar as well as I know how to play the violin. Ah, perfect. <laughs> Dominic, I think, used to know how to play the viola, right? Uh, I, 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 I played Dabble. it for school, okay? Yeah. I, I remember you still, uh, you still owe me... The uh, Simpsons theme. Yeah, Simpsons theme, and I thought you were going to try to learn uh, Devil Went Down to Georgia also. Okay. Oh, God. There is no... No way! I made that promise. Uh, you, I, I made the promise it. for you. Like, no, I'll learn how to play uh, hot cross buns, Uncle Mark. Like, no, you play the devil went down to Georgia. All right. <laughs> what would you even done if I actually could do that as a kid? Dude, dude. I, I probably been like, He'd you don't down, have. He set down a golden fiddle in front of you. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, this is clearly yours, Dominic. <laughs> I concede. You were actually the devil the whole time. Yeah, then, well. Uh, hey. <laughs> coming at me, man. Sorry, He's coming that, at that me. That flugelhorn. Britain has some good points. <laughs> I done told you once, Uncle Son of a Bitch. I'm the best there's ever been. <laughs> I know how. I know that's th that fucking theme, but I don't know Back to the Future. <laughs> Firing Mountain, run, boys, run. The devil's in the house of the rising sun. Chicken and bread pan picking up the. Granny is a dog bite. No child. No. We're good. We're good. We should take this act on the road. Like you insult me, I take it, and then we. I. We're about as close to vaudeville as I think that we're gonna get. We the people would not be ready for us. They would be leaving the theater, pulling their hair out in insanity. Like you know how when The Exorcist first uh, aired, or they just streamed in movies, or they went to the movies, or, and, or how they had to duck the train in the back in the 1900s. Yeah, yeah. People were like, people were passing out in the theaters. People were jumping out of the way out of that train. Like that is what people would be doing with our vaudeville, yeah. <laughs> or they would just. Give us money. I don't know. Or leave. Yeah. <laughs> it can't. It can't be anything common like that. So uh, anyway, Black, Black Rock. Rock. Uh, it was a. It was a moron movie. A moron. A movie about morons doing moronic things and having morons chase them. Uh, disappointing. Didn't really. Uh, didn't really do much. Uh, not really much put into, you know, screenwriting or character development. Uh, just seemed, uh, like a bit of a waste of time. Yeah, a lot of loose ends, a lot of just unimportant stuff that nothing really mattered throughout the whole movie. It's just a good waste of an hour and a half. Not even. <laughs> yeah, not even. even. Hour and ten minutes. So, uh, well, that, alright, so that's our show. Do you have anything that, uh, we always give our guests uh, time to plug things. So is there anything that you want to plug, Dominic? Oh, I have nothing to plug. Okay, so that's another one. <laughs> another one with nothing to plug. So, uh, well, uh, I guess that'll be it then. So long. A toodaloo. Adios. That'll hold a little SOBs. <laughs>